right, well, good morning. It's uh, <clears throat> a little strange to be up here, and I'm holding on because I'm a little shaky. Uh, you know, six years ago, there were many in this room, uh, myself included, that really thought that I would be, oh, I didn't button my shirt. <laughs> first, first rule of being in front of people, make sure you're dressed. Uh, I thought I would be with the Lord. I think there were many of us that thought come 2019 that uh, I would be home with Jesus. And so he has a great sense of humor, and here I am still. As a matter of fact, (laughs) the guys down in Texas at the church that Pastor Rusty came from, uh, because we were related and whatnot, they had a lot of back and forth on that. And I know that about a year after, a couple of them came up here to visit, and their first question was, I thought he was going to die. Why are you up here? You know, I said, well, okay, all right. Well, anyway. We're good. So I want to show you, in case you didn't see it, we have a picture from down there that was on social media that uh, Pastor Rusty put up. He got down there on Monday evening, and uh, I'm not sure that he unpacked any of the furniture, but he got his pulpit up there, you know, at the at the church. Mallory was back there with the kids, and he got that there. And so they uh, talked to him a couple of times this week. They went to Wednesday night services for their first time together with their church family, and he's just slowly kind of settling in and getting his, his feet wet there. But but if you look at it, you can you know, he took his pulpit with him, and uh, so you'll notice that there's a few changes up here on the on the platform this morning. I did wear a fishing shirt just so you wouldn't go into shock. You know, I didn't want the culture shock to go on too too far too too fast. But you know, you look at him; he's got that big, nice, custom-made, measured pulpit that Roger Albrecht made for him with great love and care and I've got my clear plexiglass standing behind it so all my faults show this morning um you you might notice that I'm an inch or so shorter than he is uh keen you know I uh I I wear glasses so that I can see and you know I wear hearing aids so that I can hear and um and Pastor Lyle and Pastor Rick and I moved the pulpit up here so y'all could see us you know because because you know that little nice thing down there you can't see us down there so um but there's there's a few there's a few differences, and so you might notice that uh, I uh, I have my my old-fashioned print Bible that I I just left back there in the chair accidentally, but um, I'm speaking from my uh, sermon notes in my large print so that I can I can see up here in front of you, and so um, but it doesn't really matter if you're reading from uh, an iPhone. Uh, or, or an iPad, or an Android phone, a tablet, a laptop, a paperback, or a hardcover. The bottom line of why we're here is the Word of God is living and active. Amen. That's what we're here for. We're gonna. It's God breathed. It's useful for so much in our life. And so I want you to go ahead, if you would, and open your Word to Joshua chapter one. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be looking at the transition that happened between uh, Moses and Joshua, and then as jo- as God leads Joshua and, and the people into uh, the promised land. And just to set the stage there, while you're going to Joshua chapter one, uh, you know the world we're living in is full of choices every day. That's what this is all about this morning. Forces us uh, changing all the time, forcing us to make decisions every day, especially about how we as Christ followers. Uh, will choose to live and the choices that we make every day but this day right here in front of us today is going to impact our walk with God our witness to the world and ultimately our stand before God one day when he calls us home I want to talk a little bit about what we're facing we as a church family have a choice to make now for only the second time in 21 years uh, we're going to choose a new leader a new senior pastor to be standing up here. It's a big decision. It's a huge decision, and we don't want to mess it up, do we? That wasn't a rhetorical question. I really wanted an answer. We don't want to mess it up, do we? No, we don't. So uh, 
what do we do how do we go about it and will we be happy in the end with the choice that we make it would be great i was thinking about i've been reading all about this ai stuff this artificial intelligence you know i know i'm old and i got gray hair but i'm still reading you know and uh, wouldn't it be great if you could just plug all of the stuff into your artificial intelligence thing and in a nanosecond it would spit out a pastor that you'd all be thrilled with and you'd love and that'd be the way to work it doesn't work that way does it because if we do that we leave out the most important thing in all of it and that's god right that's god in our search but we do like predictability some of us are resistant to change i mean we come here to this church together and hear god's word we come here to worship together and meet with god's people we come to hear the pastor that we've known and that we've depended upon all this time and now he's gone it's natural enough that a church begins to feel some measure of fear and stress but how we handle that and how we express our faith in the process is paramount to following god and letting him have his say in what happens joshua chapter one i want to read the first several verses here and then come back and talk about this because we're going to see choices that God's people made then that we still have to make today. Still questions that God's asked us about how we're going to live with him. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Would you pray with me? Lord, we pray that you would divide your word for us this morning, that we would hear from you, that we would... Uh, receive uh, direct ins instruction for our personal situations that are happening all around this room and then corporately lord for our church thank you for your word lord in jesus name amen so after the death of moses the servant of the lord the lord said to joshua <coughs> excuse me the son of Nun, moses isn't moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this jordan you and all this people into the land that i am giving to them to the people of israel i will tell you that in that first sentence Right there at the beginning, God gives us an instruction that when things happen in our lives, when we go through trials, when issues block us, that we are to be on our knees, we are to seek him out, and then he says, arise, move forward. That we are going to go forward. We cannot live any more than five years ago. We'll be living in the past with the guy that was here before Pastor Rusty. Now we cannot live in the past five years. No, God has a person that he is preparing for us right now to come and lead this church 
into the next decade or five years, however long he might be here, right? So, I mean, we all, we all thought it would be longer, I know, but I mean, you know, as Rusty said, God's calling him home, right? Calling him back to that place. The first thing the Israelites needed to decide was whether or not they would choose to trust the process that God was laying out in front of them. Most of us don't like processes, actually. Uh, we, like to, we like to see the end of the journey first. We open up that book. We, if you're like some people, uh, you go to the back of the book, you read real quickly, and you see if you're going to like it or not. Then you go back and fill in the details. Uh, we just don't like to go through all of the time, but yet God leads us most of the time. And this 21-year journey of this church is a testimony indeed to this thing, that God leads us in stages and we probably couldn't handle knowing the outcomes ahead of time. In Numbers 33, the author says, These are the stages of the people of Israel. When they went out of the land of Egypt by their companies under the leadership of Moses and Aaron, Moses wrote down their starting places stage by stage by command of the Lord. God often leads us a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. Will we trust the process now that God has got all of us in? And this is, again, applicable to your personal lives, anything that's going on. He means for us to move forward in life, but oftentimes it's in small steps. And if you're a ready, fire, aim mentality like me, this is particularly difficult because you just want to shoot and go. And God's saying, wait, wait, we're going to aim. We're going to do something different here, Brad. Just slow down a minute. Are you going to trust me in this process? He says in verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon i have given to you just as i promised to moses so again we have to decide as a church family now will we step out in faith six years ago we didn't have any idea what was going to happen all we knew was we had to make a change we prayed we studied the word of god he gave us resources he guided our steps on that journey and i firmly believe he brought his man to this church because we were trusting in the process that he showed us. Now, that's not entirely true, because I will tell you, the morning that Pastor Rusty Mott called me, my little cousin calls me, and it's in between services on a Sunday morning. We had already brought in a, a candidate. We had already interviewed him. We were already looking at him, and we really liked him. He was 11 on a, on a 10 scale in leadership and everything. But in our interview process, we had found out there was just one little hiccup that we thought might not be healthy for our church, and so we, we changed our strategies. But I get a phone call from him saying, hey, hey, Brad, uh, cousin, uh, uh, Mallory and I have been praying about this, and um, you know, we believe God is leading us to, to put our name into that national search firm. You know what I did? On the way home that day, in my car, and you didn't know you could do this, but I got out the biggest fire hose that you have ever seen. And I blew him so much cold water that he couldn't stand up. I'm asking, oh, Rusty, listen, I love you, man, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of applicants. Now there's 200 and some more applicants. And, you know, I, I, I don't want you to get your hopes up with all this. And every other week he calls me and he tells me that he's still in the mix and he's still in the mix. And every week I am just, you know, blowing the water on him. <clears throat> God's plans are not my plans amen and thank god for that that he knew what he was doing we we have a choice to make about how we trust god and if we can we see god leading us we'll see him leading us in these stages we'll see the, him leading us in these steps we'll see him leading us in person when we read his word when we study what god has for us when we spend our time with him he says in verse four from the wilderness of this lebanon as far as the great river the great euphrates all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, 
God says, I'm going to be with you. Do you believe in your life today with whatever you're struggling with, if you're struggling? The loss of your mate, the loss of the job, financial issues, doesn't matter what. All God's children have problems, right? But when we're walking in that journey, we have a decision to make every day about whether or not we're going to trust God, just as we do here in our church now, if we're going to trust Him for what He is going to do in our lives. Be strong and courageous, he says, four times in this one chapter. He says, be strong and courageous. Nine times in the book, many more times throughout the Old Testament, God is continually saying to us, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right hand or the left. He goes through all that, meditated on it day and night. And then again in verse 9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And it sounds simple, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds simple. Okay, I'm just supposed to move forward and just be strong and courageous and get after it. It's my kind of instruction, but the process that God shows the Israelites throughout their taking of the promised land included a lot of stepping out of faith. It included, first and foremost, walking up to the edge of a raging river. And God, and, and Joshua tells me, just stick your toe in the water. Water going down through the rapids. If you've ever been in whitewater rafting and all the water's racing through there, just, just stick your toe in the water. It took faith for them to do that. Later on, he tells them as they are camped out one day, listen, now all of you men have got to be circumcised. All right. These aren't babies. <laughs> These are men <laughs> with some years on them, young and old. And the Lord says, hey, in the process of learning to live with me, I want you to be circumcised. All the guys sitting around the campfire that night. You don't think there's any other way to do this? I don't know, but you know, I mean, you got a sharp flint knife? I don't. He said, you, you got to take this step of faith on the journey with me. Now, for most of us, that's not as dramatic as that, but it certainly does take faith when God tells us, as, as we're going on our life journey, just to, to move past our fears to move past all of that hesitancy. He expected them to be faithful, and he expects no less of us today in this journey as we move forward. Our job is to stay calm and confident and give God time to work. Oh. <laughs> now, for some people, that may be easier, but giving God time to work has never been my strong suit. Um for all of us though if we're going to see God's will be done oh you can get your will done pretty fast sometimes but that's not always going to be God's will so you have to decide if you're going to trust the process that God have you and then we have to decide if we're going to trust each other and you might think that that's a weird thing to say but I've watched churches over the years when they formed search committees and went into these kind of uh, really incredibly important tasks blow up because people didn't trust each other they were all fine until they put them on the search committee and then oh they're not listening to me they're not hearing me they're not doing what i want they're not after the person that i want they're not doing this the way that i would do it we have to decide if we're going to trust each other in, in joshua 1 verse 10 
Listen to Joshua. He commands the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions. For within three days, you're to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord is, your God is giving you to possess. And then he gives these instructions to all these guys, to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Joshua said, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land your wives your little ones and your livestock shall remain in the land that moses gave you beyond the jordan but all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you and they also take possession of the land that the lord is your god is giving them then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it the land that moses the servant of the lord gave you beyond the jordan toward the sunrise joshua says to these guys these are men that he has walked with that he has fought with remember he was an army general he's a guy that has been alongside these guys and he's saying listen i know that you're we got you here and this is the land that god promised you all right Reubenites, Gadites, and half-tribe of Manasseh. He says, this is the land on this side of the Jordan that you wanted, and God's going to give it to you. But before you can have it, even though you're sitting right here in this place, I need you to bring your fighting men and come with me, and we're going to go do battle together, and then you can come back and be back at the place that God has promised you. He says, trust me. You're going to have to take some chances with me. But he said, God made a promise to you and you're going to have to trust me now as I lead. You're going to have to leave your wives. You have to leave your children, your possessions, and come with me. And then after we've seen it through, you'll be able to come back. And you're going to have to fight together with your brothers here, having each other's backs, standing as one of God's people, as one, and moving forward. This is where we are today. It's really where we are every time that we are together as the people of God. But as we enter into the search process, this is the truth of it. Not only do we need to have each other's backs, but we need to be sure that we are praying for. Tonight we're going to elect some people right out of the congregation to serve with two deacons and two trustees and be on this search team. And they have an incredibly difficult task in front of them. Incredibly important. So the same question that Joshua was asking his men, will you trust me, is the same question that our leadership, our deacons, our trustees, the, the search committee are all going to ask of all of us. Not only will you, will you choose to trust us, but will you pray diligently for us? Will you be thinking about us as we're in the trenches of all this and in the middle of searching? Will you trust us when we come back to you that we're, we're doing everything we can? Is it going to be perfect? No, it never is. Are we going to have the perfect candidate? I don't think we found him yet. Are we going to trust the people that we put in place today in the same way that thousands of years ago, Joshua was having to ask those around him to trust him as he moved forward. They answered Joshua and said, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandments and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. They chose to trust each other. Will we do any less? I believe right now, for the, even for tonight, be praying all day today about who God would have serve on this search committee. And then don't stop praying for them as we move forward. Ultimately, ultimately we have to decide if we're going to trust God in our lives. Ultimately, we have to trust God or choose not to. It's our choice that he gives to us. Four times there, he told them to be strong and courageous. We sing songs 
about God being in control. We, we sing songs that the, the battle is already won. But the reality is we oftentimes have difficulty trusting God. I tell myself all the time I'm trusting God, and I, I'm still telling myself that at 3 o'clock in the morning when I'm staring at the ceiling fan. Whoop, 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 whoop. 72 revolutions a minute if you want to just lay there and, you know. Count. I tell Rob, she, she wakes up, she looks over at me. Are, are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Are you sleeping? Mm. She says, are you worried about something? Oh, no. No, no, God is in control. I gave that all to God. She said, yes, but you took it back. <laughs> so, and I know y'all aren't like me, but if you are, You have to keep giving it back to God. You just have to keep giving it back to God. The same God that led Abram and the children of Israel out of Ur of the Chaldeans then led Joshua into the promised land. And the same God that led Joshua into the promised land led those people on to take possession of it. God has, from the day this group of people got together and decided there was going to be some kind of a church, God has continually blessed us when we've been faithful. And you think, well, wait a minute, that sounds like we haven't always been faithful. You know, when I look back on it and I think about it, there have been moments where I think my fear won out. There have been decisions that we made once in a while that I can look back on now with the gray hair and say, hmm, that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do or the best way to do that or whatever it is. And yet, None of us are going to do it all the same right way before God. The idea is that we continue to come back to him. He's been preparing a new leader for Crossroad for some time. God has been preparing a new leader for this church. Do you think he was surprised when Pastor Rusty Mott announced that he was going to take another church? As a matter of fact, if you listen carefully to that pastor, what he said up here was that he was following God's will for his life and I have no reason to doubt him way beyond this particular situation in our church is a great truth for Christ for Christ followers that trusting God is a moment by moment prerequisite to the Christian life trusting God if we are going to move forward on our journey is a it's a moment by moment deal and you got to learn to trust God through your experiences that's the only way that it happens right I can tell you how good God is I can tell you how God will be with you. Uh, 16 times I'm laying on a heart cath table, 16 times as they're getting ready to go in there, and I'm laying there looking at the ceiling. I'm doing the same thing, although they don't have ceiling fans in the operating room. But I'm looking up at the lights, because you've got to look at something else when they're prepping you. You're looking up at the lights, and, uh, and you know the doctor's fixing to work on you, and I say I'm trusting God. But, you know, that's not always easy when you're vulnerable, when you don't know what's going to happen when you feel like everything is out of control and you are not in control of any of it, you learn to trust God through your experiences in the faith, both shared with everyone and privately. God tells Joshua how to trust him. He tells us here in his word, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, 
I, I like one of the other translations that says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Then you will be able to make your way prosperous and have good success. The Lord says that in Psalms 19, his word is a, a lamp unto our feet, right? And a light unto our path. If we want to know how to move forward in any circumstance in our lives, but particularly on this journey that we're on right now, we go to God's word. We seek God's will. To be strong and courageous in the face of change requires a believer to center themselves down, to study God's word, and to commit to following God's instructions. Joshua was commanded here to make God's word integral to who he was and what he did, meditating constantly on it so as to follow God's will. And that instruction is as applicable today as it was those thousands of years ago. We embark on a new day. And it's going to be filled with a lot of different hazards, a lot of different obstacles. And it's when we're in the unknown that we find ourselves most vulnerable. It's in times of uncertainty, though, that we learn about our faith. Two weeks from now, we're going to start a series out of Ephesians chapter 6 on the armor of God. We're going to be reminded through that study how God protects us and then what He arms us with to live this life that we might not be distracted by an enemy that would love to come in and steal and kill and destroy while we're on this journey. I am excited about what God is going to do in this place. I am excited for that new leader that He will bring to us as we continue on the journey that inexplicably he started 21 years ago. Will you trust the process? Will you trust each other? And will you trust God? That's up to you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Lord, this morning we're just undoubtedly all of us looking for security, stability. We want to know, Lord, way ahead of sometimes your plans. We want to know. And yet as we look back in the history of this church particularly, we can, we can look at every marker the living stones that Pastor Ressi talks about, those moments when we, we have stopped and been the people of God and been dependent upon our God. For each and every one of us here this morning, Lord, if there be a personal circumstance that we're walking through, if we're standing in front of that raging river, Lord, I pray that we would be on our knees before you, that we would be emboldened by your Holy Spirit speaking directly to us, for you intend for us to move forward. Thank you, Lord, for your word and for your people. In Jesus' name, amen.